hour number three in Heinz Field. Arthur Motes, Wesley Ullert is the Steelers Blitz here on SNR. Our ongoing coverage continues here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. And we went to break there after that segment with Chris Carter, Arthur Motes. Uh, that was just a fantastic moment that happened. A little peel back from behind the curtain oh, here. Oh, yes. We go to break, right? And there is a there is a younger, not young, but younger fan waiting at the tent. And so I pop up, I take my headset off, and I say to her, I say, hey, are you, you, you want Moats? Are, are you here for Moats? She goes, no, actually, I'm here to miss, meet Chris Carter. I Me mean, Chris Carter. this guy, is, this it, guy is big time, Arthur Moats. Hey, you love to see it. And he handled it like a true celebrity. I was so proud watching him. He man. introduced he was her composed. to everybody. You know, he, he included the friends. Like, hey, these are my friends, Wes and Moats. Nice to meet you all as well. Like, ah, that, that's how you do it right there, man. That We're is really exactly. inclusive celebrity, man. I'm glad yeah, that he's able to pop on the show, you know, on a daily basis like this. Man. No, that's, the, that's the guy right there. A lot of fun. We enjoy having Chris with us here every single day. Um, and like I said, make sure you are sticking with him and Crowley at 4 o'clock because those two are doing a, a fun show, the Steelers Roundup from 4 to 6 every day after Motsi and I as well. Motsi, around this time, every well, not every single day, but most days on the show, you and I have taken a time to maybe not talk completely Steelers here in this segment, but to look around the NFL at other divisions. Now around we do the NFL we Network, do mention baby. the Steelers in some of these conversations if we're talking about teams that the Steelers are going to be playing and, and how some of those things could work. Well, Motsi, today it's the NFC North, and the Steelers will be playing all four of these teams because that is the NFC division that they are matched up against. You guys know how that works. You rotate divisions. It's like That's why the Steelers play the Eagles every four years, right? Because you play the NFC East every four years. That's why the Eagles come here four years. Four years later, we go there, vice versa. That's how it works with the divisions in your opposite conference. So the NFC North will be the division that the Steelers will play this season. The Bears, the Lions, the Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings. Motsi, let me ask you this real quick before we get into these teams, too. The Steelers will see the Lions twice this year, now that I'm thinking about this, because the preseason game on Saturday mm -hmm. here at Heinz Field is against Detroit, and then they play them later on in the regular season. Is there anything to that? Playing a team twice, like not a divisional foe, obviously, that you do every year, but playing a team in the preseason, playing a team in the regular season, will there be anything you'll be able to deduce? Will there be any type of carryover potentially, or is it not not really? That just so happens to be the case this year. Um, no, honestly, you'll have some carryover because we did this a lot with Carolina. My right, first year here in right. Carolina, my first year here and in Some of those uh, games 14, have gotten a little chippy. Yeah, in 14, we finished the preseason with them, and then we turned around and played them in week, I think it was three. Yes. In Carolina yes. as well. That sounds right. So, honestly, the way that it typically you'll go about it is the coaching staff will be even more so vanilla because they know, hey, we're going to see these guys. But at the same time, they will throw certain calls that you typically wouldn't have just to get a look, just to see how this team might respond or to say, hey, I want them to be planning for this three sure. weeks from now. Even sure. though I know we're not going to call anything like this, I want them to at least think – because it's on tape right now, they have to prepare for it. And as an NFL player, if it's on tape, even if you don't think they're going to do that, you, you still have to prepare yeah. for it. I mean, and that's ultimately, you know, kind of how you can attack those games where you're going to be playing a team that you're going to see again later in the season. But because it's preseason – Right. And it's later in the preseason. Right. It's just always a little bit different with that. Yeah, one. it's not the same as seeing a team in the regular season right. and like a seeing divisional them again game. in the yeah. playoffs or obviously a divisional yeah. game where you know you're seeing them twice in a year. Motsi, let's talk a little bit about these four NFC North teams. Let's start, as we always do, alphabetically by city. 
So that leaves us with the Chicago Bears to begin here. Motsi, my Bears question for you is when are we going to see Justin Fields? You know, we talked about Andy Dalton. <laughs> I thought you could see him today. He we was not there today. We, we oh, you. The wise cracks. Baltimore. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, when will the rookie Justin Fields be? You know, we were just talking about Andy Dalton a, a few minutes ago. When will the rookie quarterback Justin Fields be the starter? How long is that going to take before he supplants, overtakes the Red Rocket? And let's the offensive line is as bad as it was last year, I personally don't think he will overtake Andy mm. Dalton anytime soon this year. I think the Andy Dalton only struggles when he doesn't have protection. He's not a great quarterback, but he is a definitely a really good quarterback. Consistently really good. Not great. He's never going to be great. He's never going to be top five. He will forever be in that top 20 to 15 range, though, consistently there. So if you give him protection, he will be able to win them games in, in, in Chicago. Same way he was doing that thing out there in Cincinnati. <laughs> Justin Fields is good out there, though. If that old line can't protect, that's where you'll see Dalton struggle. Yeah. And that, if Dalton struggled, then, yeah, man, you give it week six and they'll go ahead and make that oh, switch. absolutely. But if they got protection up front, Dalton for a fact – We'll be able to get the job he'll done. He'll be able to win them some games. He's with not that like defense. I said, he won't be spectacular, but right. that's what he does. That's what he does. It, very Alex Smith like. Yes. Yeah. Alex Smith isn't going to win you a Super Bowl, right? By himself, now with the cast, he can be a part of it, but he's not going to do it by himself. But at the same time, he's not going to get you beat. Right. He's not going to be the reason why you lose. Right. And with Dalton, as long as that old line can protect him, he's got a running back. They got a route. They got some high receivers. The defense, defense is really good. Yep. So, that's a good yeah, point by that, you. That's, that's kind of how wide But you're right. You, if the offensive line is, is Swiss cheese, right, it's none of that Dal other stuff's going to matter. Dalton can't improvise. He can't extend plays and create with his legs. Correct. And when, Justin Fields can. Right, and that's why Justin Fields is so exciting, similar to Trey Lance as well. Correct. I like that. I like that. The Detroit Lions. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't put that all on me. Sorry. What say you, big fella? Um, Because I could be completely wrong. You could be completely disagreeing with me, man. And part I don't want to be the only one putting myself out there like that. I need company. <laughs> part of me feels like it, it, it just – I don't know why, but it's felt like all along that they want to get Justin Fields in there sooner rather than later. Um, it's almost seemed like the coaching staff there, like they've gone out of their way to, to heap praise on Andy Dalton. And that always to me feels like, all right, they're trying to butter this guy up. Because they're going to tick them off, you know, <laughs> not too much later. And I could be totally missing there. Um, but, you know, like, and even like the day after they drafted Justin Fields, they put out that whole big social media thing on Andy Dalton being their number one quarterback. It just feels a little artificial to me. I agree with all of that. Yeah. Um, I, I think they would like to get to Justin Fields. I mean, listen, it's Chicago and it's the Bears, so they don't really have a problem. But they are they are one of the most historical franchises in the National Football League from a tradition and from a brand standpoint. But let's also be honest too. Andy Dalton doesn't move the needle like Justin Fields does. Yes, and I was that was the part where I was about to say, um, if we're talking Pittsburgh, we know at the forefront it's about winning. It's about winning. Is Other, it right now necessarily in Chicago, in Chicago? It might not. And this is How where. How long has it been since the Bears right. have been? So part of me does understand the that. The Cubs part. have won a right. World Series. The Blackhawks won championships. Like for like me, the I Bears say to have been in the background. I say to myself, okay, if they're trying to win, Dalton will be that guy for, it, the, for and, the season. And you and I know for certain right. franchises, like, that stuff matters. It does matter. It, you're right. It wouldn't matter here in Pittsburgh. Right. 
Which one's going to sell more tickets? But it might in Chicago. Justin Fields sells more tickets, oh but Dalton, gosh, I feel like, wins close. more. I feel like early on, Dalton wins more games. I agree with that as well, too. And that's, like you said, though, not in Pittsburgh. You have I'm, Arizona. You have these conversations. It's legitimate. It's legitimate. Oh, like, like what are we talking about? It's, like, it's, we, we talked about this with Joe Burrow with Cincinnati. How, like, man. From Cincinnati's standpoint, there's no question you take Joe Burrow because he's the Ohio guy, right. and, he, and that alone is going Even to sell. If he's we, one of right. us. It's the like, how much do we love people like like James Conner and, like, and, and people here that man. are that are you know that are local people that play for the Steelers, like you just yet yeah, in, in some in some places it doesn't matter in Pittsburgh, but in some places selling tickets, and 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 driving up engagement and interest is more important than mm-hmm. winning games. It really is, and we will see when that. I, I'm worried about that rubber meeting the road early for the Bears, yes. even if even if Dalton is playing playing okay. But I, 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 I think your assessment is spot on. If their offensive line can play at a at a at a at a B level, mm-hmm. Dalton will hang in there for, for a while. Unless they want to care unless they care about selling tickets unless versus they care winning about games. selling tickets. Because if they go the selling tickets route, then you would, Fields you would would be the starter think, within the next three games. Exactly. And you Easily, would think yeah. in Chicago, selling tickets to the NFL wouldn't be an issue, but again, it's been a Cubs town. It's been a Blackhawks I mean, town. Realistically, since Levy Smith left, have they really been a football first town since then? Like, and think of the other teams too. I mean, Blackhawks multiple championships, Sh- White or uh, Cubs World Series title. We already even, know the Bulls. Even the Bulls had some yeah. time there with Derrick Rose, where they were like mm-hmm. in conference finals and, and MVP. They had a league MVP. Yeah. The, the Bears have had none of that. So yeah, that that other stuff could matter to to ownership to a franchise that's been in that position. The Detroit Lions. Arthur Motes, real simple question for you, buddy. I mean, they haven't had a thousand-yard rusher in forever. Reggie Bush was the last time. It's been almost a decade since they've had a thousand-yard rusher. DeAndre Swift gonna break that curse this season? Mm, I highly doubt it. <laughs> I think he's gonna play well. I think he'll be really good. I think he'll flirt with it, but I just don't think he'll cross it. Yeah. It's Detroit. Detroit. They they they're weird right now, man. I do like. And oddly enough, I I was watching the game yesterday because obviously it was Bills versus the Lions. We got Tyler, you know, up there. Shout out to my homie. And obviously that's the old stumping ground, so I was tuned in. But it took me a second to realize that that was Jared Goff at quarterback. I liked how that offense was moving with him, but I was just like, yo, this is weird. It's Goff. But he does does make it a little interesting out there. I just don't think he's going to be able to open it up enough for DeAndre to really to be able open to open up those opportunities ride. in the run game. Because that's when you talk about getting 1,000 yard rushes, you really got to be able to have some type of threatening force it's true. with that arm. Does and with an golf, that's going to be the interesting part. an extra game, though, this season. True, which very is, true. Which is a different angle to all this. Yeah. But I, I do think that's a good point by you. We'll see. I mean, Dan Campbell, right? He's made it seem like we're going to bite your kneecaps yeah. off and we're going to win in the trenches. And his you first know, and draft pick is, is Panay Sewell. I keep forgetting. Like maybe but they Dan just, Campbell, maybe bro, they just give him twenty three carries a game, Mozi, and run the wheels off of him and bite dude. some people's kneecaps off in the process. No, but if I remember correctly, I, I totally forgot this. Dan wasn't he? He was in Seattle first, I believe so, and yes. then from Seattle went to Atlanta. Correct. That sounds yes. that sounds right. Because I want to say when I was considering signing there, he was the coach. No way. I swear. <laughs> so I'm like I'm thinking I'm like, yo, why does this guy sound so familiar? When I saw his. Like when I saw the vid of him, or excuse me, when I saw him on the side, I'm like, man, is that? Let me, I gotta check. You know yeah. who's the uh, running back coach for the Detroit Lions? I do, Philly, Philly, Deuce. Philly, Philly, Deuce Staley. Yeah, he's, he, he's he's actually Super my favorite forty champion with the. Pittsburgh he was my Steelers. favorite Deuce running back, but I've only met the New Orleans Saints Deuce. <laughs> If that, <laughs> Wait, which which was the New Orleans Saints? McAllister. Oh, McAllister. Yeah. That's right, Deuce McAllister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's my favorite. Deuce Stale is my favorite Deuce, but I only met McAllister. My favorite 
Deuce is Deuce McBride. Ooh, okay, yeah. okay. Former West Virginia Mountaineer. Okay. Now with the, the New York Knicks. Motsi. I, I do like his game, though. The Green Bay Packers. How and, and Tomo, Deuce is his nickname, not his real name. Whereas Deuce Staley. Correct. They that's do, his, that's, that's yeah. his, that's and Deuce McCallis. As yeah. you would say, government name. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's government official. <laughs> Green Bay Packers, Arthur Motes. Uh, how much success? Because we know this is a team. They've been to NFC Championship games yeah. lately. They were there last year. They've won a lot of games the last two years. They've been the number one seed in the NFC the last two years. Can they can they still be as successful? Can they repeat that and put themselves in a position like that again when everyone knows this is the last dance for Aaron Rodgers? Like, what what type of curveball does that throw into the Packers' success this season? I think it's business as usual. A-Rod's still coming off of an MVP season. He's even more motivated now because not only does he want to get another ring just to add to his legacy. And then peace out on the way out the but door. But he also wants to give the old, you know, single finger salute to the organization on the way out as well and the best way to do that is by going out there and success. winning go out there and show them like hey y'all drafted jordan love enjoy him i went mvp back to back and got a ring you know what i mean like and now i'm gonna go become the highest paid player in the nfl right see ya and i might stay in the division and do it to you again yeah. <laughs> i let you minnesota put me in a dome you know what i mean like yep that's it, it, and that's why i feel like with green bay they're gonna be fine all those players you you Think about the roster still very talented, and, and less and less about the talent part, right? But I'm just saying from a motivational standpoint, we talk about this in Pittsburgh, but it is not the same feeling in Pittsburgh because we still feel like the door is still open for Ben, right? Oh, he might still be back next year, so we're not fully in that. Yo, it's back against the wall. We have to win this year hmm. in Green Bay. Like think about that if you're one of, if, Bay, if you're one of the if you're one of the Smith brothers on defense, right. you're like, dude, this is our last year this with Aaron. This is it. <laughs> like we got we got to make this happen. No matter now. how great Aaron plays, that's, true. that's this a really good point. Is it? Jair Alexander is like, man, like this could be my last year ever playing with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like we got to cash in. I gotta have it this. Yeah, no, that's year. a really good point by you. So the urgency that you feel, essentially, really everybody in you. Green Bay, yeah. essentially everybody in Green Bay is in a contract year. That's what is. That's the the mentality You're right now. Singing for your supper, baby. Whereas in Pittsburgh, we talk about that. We like to throw that out there, but it's not realistic. But we don't know that for sure, right? Yeah. So it kind of you don't even get the full. All right, we're gonna be able to wrap. Even Jordan said in the last dance because they all knew it. It was confirmed going in, yep. and they played <laughs> like it. They play like their back was against the wall. It's true. It's true, man. It'll be and really I anticipate Green Bay. Packers. I feel like Green Bay is gonna. Dude, you already see who first person to bring back Randall Cobb. Next person they're trying to bring back right now, Clay Matthews. Mm -hmm. They're not bringing them guys back for nothing. No, they saying, look, I need seventeen. I don't even need seventeen games. Give me ten in a playoff performance. Right. Right. I need ten in a playoff. Not even in the same game, Randall. I need you in one week in the playoffs, Clay. Right. I just need you right. to get me one or two sacks in one of them games. Just give me a big sack or a big turnover in one, in one, one. game. Yeah. That's all he's saying. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, how can you not believe him when he's coming off of an MVP? How when you can look you at, not believe it that yeah. team when they when they've been the number one seed in the NFC for two straight years? Exactly. And they what? They won fourteen games last year and thirteen the and, year and, before. And, and, or something and listen, like that. for everybody that's well, he's not going to win the big one. He'll choke in the big one. Hey, newsflash. It's a lot of teams that actually lose every year. <laughs> <laughs> you notice there's only one champion every year, right? So when yeah, we talk Tom about Brady. losing to the big one, <laughs> what's worse, losing to the big one or not even making it to the big one? Pick your poison there. Either way, I'm riding with Aaron. 
in yeah. that, especially in that NFC North. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. We will talk about the Minnesota Vikings when we return. I've also got some more, some final preseason observations to run past Arthur Motes as well. Final hour, you know where to get asked if you want to get involved. Live at Heinz Field, training camp 2021. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Back at Heinz Field, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR as practices, and it's the uh, final 10 or 15 minutes or so here at Heinz Field. We have got about eh, a little over half an hour left in our show here before we hand things Wait, off. What they say? Plenty of time. Plenty. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler having some fun here on the Steelers Blitz. We do have to finish our daily divisional conversation, taking a look at the NFC North. These guys say daily devotional. I was daily like, devotional. Right. <laughs> Give us this day our daily bread, <laughs> so that the Steelers may win so every that game. The Steelers may go four and zero against the NFC North. We want the new longest preseason winning streak. No longer Baltimore. <laughs> oh, that's right. That it was, was like fifteen games, something like that, right? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think they try to do that? I. You know how hard that would be, though. It's true, <laughs> but you know that like that's like the crazy football coach thing to do. So we're gonna win every game, and we gotta instill that mentality. Harbaugh definitely doesn't vibe like that, bro. I don't know. You know who his, bro no, you know who his brother is. No, I no, mean. I know his brother, but I know guys <laughs> who play for him. Hey, he he's not like that. No. <laughs> Who's got it better than us? <laughs> no body. I'm saying like, man, 15 in a row. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> That sounds like something the Browns would have done. Like, why you want to win all of them preseason games? <laughs> like, you know why? It's because they got like in those close preseason games, they just trot Justin Tucker out Seriously. there, and, and he's the difference in all those games. Nail. Yeah, we know how kicking is in the preseason. Yeah, yeah just nail those right. field goals from everywhere, Justin. He and said we'll you need it from fifty-seven today. Okay, he got you. All right, he's got you. That'll get us out of a stadium yeah. and get us a preseason dub. Mozi, last team we got to discuss in the NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <sighs> Motsi, I, I guess my question for you as it relates to the Vikings is, does it get any better than what it's been the last few years? We've seen the Vikings have success. They've won games. They even want to play. They want a playoff games. game yeah. in New Orleans a couple years ago. Can it get any better though, or or with Kirk Cousins with their current roster, is that just kind of where they're capped out? They're a good team who can win some games, who can who can beat you, but with their limitations, they're probably not a true Super Bowl contender. I just feel like, man, when we talk about teams, if we don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, we kind of write them off. But, dude, only one team this year is going to win a Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. The Minnesota Vikings, they are still a good team. Like, and when we talk about them being capped, unless you're getting a Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, a top five quarterback, you're not finding a ton of quarterbacks better than Kirk Cousins out there right now. The way we talked about Andy Dalton, you're Kirk, not going to – like, yeah. that's – yeah, so – when I think of the Vikings, they are who they are. It's not a knock on them. And no, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they could still end up in an NFC Championship game. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, they went with Case Keenum Absolutely. a few years ago. But it's just, it's unless you have one of those five quarterbacks that we talk about, it's, it's the, the road to confetti. 
it is a lot more uh, nuanced. It's a lot of Hall of Famers <laughs> and Nick Foles. Yes, the yes. Road, the road to confetti is like, a, a lot of Hall of Famers do, and, Nick, and Nick Foles. Unless you have the – think about what Philly – Philly had Carson Wentz for a while, and they never – like, until Foles that, – that whole situation. But yeah. think about, like, that's tough to do, man. It is. It's tough. No, it, it is But Kirk Cousins sure. is still a good player. He the is. Vikings are a good team. They are a good team. They can beat anybody in the league. For a without fact, a doubt. they can do that. But I just don't feel like they will ever be favorited in any of those right. games. Like, but they're still – it would never surprise me if they beat a Green Bay, if they beat a Tampa in the playoffs. Agreed. That's not going to surprise Agreed. me with them. Yeah. It, it wouldn't sh- – like, again, I wouldn't say they were the favorites, but right. that wouldn't shock me. Yeah, no, that is a good way to, to kind of sum them up. I, Like, I feel right if we went around here at Heinz, if we did a little, like, man on the street mm-hmm. interviews here, you know, if we sent we sent young Jake about there. Oh, yeah, you just hear. He, oh, he sucks. Send, that guy's send terrible. Send young Jake about there with a microphone. Yeah. And ask people, all right. That who, quarterback, oh, he's terrible. You just go around here in the stands and say, hey, uh, you know, like name for me your NFC contenders. Yeah. I'm going to say the Bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Packers. Those are the two clear. <laughs> I was like, who else? I'm trying to think who else. Right? I mean, New Orleans. San Fran. Eh, San yeah. Fran. Yeah, you know what? That's Debatable. fair. That's fair as long as Jimmy G stays healthy. They've yeah. shown that, that they're there. Um Seattle, eh. L.A., the Rams, I think, now with Matthew Stafford. a lot. Some people would, would yeah. put them in that. But you know what? Honestly, after the Bucks and the Packers, who do feel like the, the two that kind of right, stand alone. Right, they feel alone, separated, yes. The Minnesota's probably got as good of a shout as anybody in the in those other, in that other I group. I mean, realistically, because it, when you talk about the quarterback Maybe play. Maybe the Rams should be a, a peg ahead of them. But other than that. Right, but when we talk quarterback play, that, that goes into it. And then when we talk with the Rams – I start looking at full roster. Now, granted, the Rams have some nice names, but I do love Minnesota's squad. I think Minnesota is more complete in certain areas, they, whereas they really LA are. has more star power. Yes. More bigger they names. They got Aaron Donald. Yeah. They got Jalen Ramsey. They, they, they got have Matthew that. Stafford. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's that's a good point. The Viking, They do have a solid roster. Like, They have a lot of those, like we were talking about, like not guys who are going to be in Canton one mm-hmm. day, but good football players. He's really good like Daniel Hunter, players, I think – uh, I've told you this yes. before here on the show. I think he's maybe the most underrated pass rusher in the NFL. Like, nobody man. talks about him. It's very true. And he's very good. It's very true. They have a lot of guys like that that would be top ten. Like, if you ask real football people, they're top For ten. Their, top ten in their position. Consistently. But but Consistently. to the average casual fan, they might not – they just don't pop right. like like some of the bigger names. Very it, true. They don't pass the eyeball test. They don't pass – the, the eyeball test. The eyeball test. You got to look. Is it the I want sniff you to test? look like it. You know, Wolf always says the sniff test. I, I like the, the taste test. The, ta- you know? <laughs> the taste Does test. it taste like candy? <laughs> or if it's Wolf, does it taste like a donut? <laughs> if it tastes like a donut, you should eat the donut. That's what he told me, and I followed that till this day. You ain't lying. Two years left for Kirk Cousins in the Minnesota Vikings. They did draft Kellen Mond, but I don't know with a high enough pedigree that you got to feel like. Uh, if like, you're Kirk Cousins, though. You're in the same draft class as Robert Griffin that's III. True. Are you ever going to – You came like, in with the number two overall pick. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, and everyone in Washington was like, why did we, we – we took RG3 second. Why did we draft yeah. another quarterback? They franchise tagged you twice because they didn't believe you in Washington. You've been kicking everybody butt for how many years? Who cares who they draft your Kirk Cousins? That's, if you're Kirk honestly, Cousins, that's a really good point. Kirk Cousins in the draft is kind of how Ryan Fitzpatrick feels about the draft. I don't care who you bringing out here. <laughs> nameless, I'm, I'm straight. I nameless know I'm gray faces. Nameless gray faces, absolutely. That's how they're going to fail, man. <laughs> all right, Motsi. I got some uh, some last preseason observations uh-huh. for you, all right, from the game on Thursday. You ready for some of these? Let's kick around it. here for you. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk a little running backs here for a second. Mm-hmm. Buddy, uh, Najee Harris's vision is yeah. insane. Like, for a rookie, 
it's insane for even honestly just for if he was a, a third or fourth year guy at this point dude he like sees the game in 4k out there he, he, he really does do we do we have 8k yet is that a thing yet or dude, no dude I, I don't know you if know, it's I, not they know, need not, to get Najee on the case because he's the one who's you. gonna untap it come on now you 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 4k you was getting 4k tvs back dude, in 99 the way like you can see the way he processes and sees the game is just unique he is so far ahead of his time in that for a rookie yeah I just like how decisive he is yeah yeah. You, and you can see the difference when you think about a guy like Jalen Samuels, right? Jalen Samuels was very impressive in terms of his statistics, right? But when you watch him, sometimes he looks like he's thinking a little bit too much, right? And he's not just committing. He's not just putting a foot in the ground, getting north and south. Mm -hmm. With Najee, once he sees where he's trying to do with his eyes and he processes it, his ability to go from seeing it to implementing it, that's the part that keeps standing out. That's the part that we're all just like, man, that's different right here. Now, the only thing I don't like about Najee is him jumping in this preseason. Oh, my. He's Na got to stop it. Najee, stop you've jumped two times too many. On the ground. Because between the one on the right sideline and then the one on the play that got called back on the uh, the five move holding call, I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. I'm scared. You have me nervous. Yes. I saw your little arm dangling let's, while you're going down. I'm like, oh, Lord, don't do that to yourself either. It's one thing for you to do that, you know, against Notre Dame in the college football yeah. playoff semifinal. Yeah. And not against grown men out here who are fighting for their exactly. livelihoods. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're not living in our fears. We're just telling you to, you know, operate with a little more uh, occupational uh, – Oh, yeah. OSHA, Occupation, OSHA, occupational get, caution. Let's get OSHA out here yeah. to, to lay it down. No, I, you know what? I'm glad you did bring that up because – Hey, buddy, we, we, we know you got it like that, but it's, mm -hmm. let's let's keep both feet on the ground <laughs> this yeah. time of year. Uh, and, and, and sticking with running backs here, Motsi, are you ready for this one? Uh-oh. Kalen Balazs is going to make this team. Be uh, Najee Harris, mm -hmm. Anthony McFarlane, Kalen Balazs. I, I just I, – I, I don't see any way that he doesn't make this team right now. It, it's every practice – not every single practice, but most practices he's made some noticeable plays out here. He's looked good in the preseason. I, I like this guy, Motsi. To me right now, he's he's my third running back behind behind Najee and behind uh, Anthony McFarlane. I'll just simply say, you can't make the club in the tub. Yep. That has been a problem po for positive, Benny Snell. Positive performance by Kalen Balaj in that first game. Now, granted, he wasn't out there that second game. But for Benny Snell, you're missing two preseason games. We can't – you can't compete if you're not available. That's the that's the most significant part with Benny Snell. But then going back to Kalen Balazs, Kalen looked impressive in the first game, but he wasn't out there that second game. And you know who looked impressive in that second game? Jalen Samuels. So to me, once again, I look at this like Jameer Jones' situation, right? Mm -hmm. I do think that they put themselves in great positions to be on this roster, but I don't feel like it's a foregone conclusion just yet because if Kalen doesn't come out here this week, and put another performance like that on tape and let Jalen come out and put a back-to-back -back performance like he just had, it's a different conversation we're having. Mm -hmm. You would even be up here singing a different praise. You'll be going to that last game like, hey, man, that Caleb Lodge, well, he, better, he better get available. I don't know what's going on with him now. Right, and right. that's the situation with some of these players where they might have had one preseason game that looked well and they've been practicing well but they're not available. Antoine Brooks, a prime example. Yes. Antoine was lightening up every rep in preseason. He was. He looked and great. And then he looked great in the first game, yep. right? Night one was so great, but he looked really good in that first game. 
But then he hasn't and, practiced and, since. And now we haven't seen him. So yeah. how can – but if we would have asked you after that first game, we would have said, man, he's a lock. He has to make this roster, has to, right? He has, has to. to. Starter. He's good. He's young. He's showing potential. But when you're not available the following two weeks, I can't depend you on you. can't make how the club do I in know? the tub. Because if I'm evaluating you, how do I know that wasn't a flash in the pan? How do I know that just you wasn't just had, a good matchup? You just had a really good week. You just had a good match. It was a good week. You know the players were falling for you that week. How do I know that's not an outlier? I can't differentiate that if you're not out here. And if I can't differentiate that, I'm not going to die on that hill of an undrafted or a late-round draft right, pick. No. Right. I'm going to go pedigree. I'm going to go proven. Absolutely. I'm going to go that route. Absolutely. And that's what these guys have to understand. Kalen Balazs, Benny Snell, Antoine Brooks, Justin Lane to an extent. But at least with Justin, even though he struggles sometimes in the games, He's consistently out here in practice. Yes. Even today he made a play, right? Consistently. He, he made a play on Thursday night, hey, too. He shows up. <laughs> he and shows up. That is up. half the battle, isn't it? At Just showing the up. The first rule of getting better, Coach Simon says this every single day, the first rule of getting better is showing up. Yeah. Because you can't improve if you don't come here. If or you're if, not on this field practicing, how can here, I coach you and improve you? you're sitting in the hot tub the whole right. time. Yeah. Like, Wes, you might struggle in coverage. But at least I can work with you and help you improve, and we can build a rapport, and then we build a trust. Mm -hmm. But if you're not out there, what can I do with that? Nothing. I don't care how good you look two weeks ago. Where have you been since then? Mm -hmm. no, it's, that's it's, what those guys got to understand, man. It's a great point, and it's why it's, you know, it's, a cliche, it's cliched. You hear it a lot, but it is true. The best ability is availability. Every single time, man. And and and, and Especially for young and, guys like them that yeah. are either competing for roster spots, trying to move to a starting role. Kevin Dotson, right? It's a prime example. But now you can see that, hey, he's been available now. Mm -hmm. He's showing up now. Back-to-back mm -hmm. -back days. Exactly. Continuing forward. Exactly. Banner, he's learning. As he's well out too. here. Back-to-back yep. -back days. Yep. He's growing. Yep. So Dan, Moore, Dan Moore Jr. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. Absolutely. When it comes time to make roster moves, and like we said, you're making cuts in a couple days now. A few days. You can't keep missing practice and expect to have your job unless you're the chosen few. Now, we know it's a certain select few on each team that are above that. They're in that special category. We know guys like Ben, TJ, Minka, certain players like that, right? But it's a large portion of the rest of these guys that they have to show up every day, mm -hmm. every single day. Mm -hmm. And they have to prove that they are the best player at their position or the best player on their team at that position every single day. You got you to gotta get that resume every single day. It, it, you're absolutely right. And sounds like you're speaking from personal experience a little bit, Arthur Motes. Yeah, I might have been a guy that had to come out here and do it every day type of guy, you know. Are you telling me that you weren't uh, – you I, weren't – you weren't treated like Ray Lewis out here? Is that well, I had my one year while I was treated like that. And then after that, they drafted Bud Dupree. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Practice is over here at Heinz Field. That means for us on this end, one more segment to go. You know what that means. We're going to get to the tweets. If you haven't gotten them in yet, it's your last chance. Tweet now or forever hold your peace. At Wesley Euler at Dubai 52. We will wrap up with your reaction on the other side. It is the Steelers Blitz live at Heinz Field. It's training camp 2021 coverage on SNR. For the most complete selection of Steelers merchandise from official sideline gear and authentic memorabilia, to our extensive selection of jerseys and terrible towels, visit one of the official Steelers Pro Shop stores located at Heinz Field. 
the Grove City Premium Outlets or the Tanger Outlets, or you can just always shop and visit online at shop.steelers.com for all your Steelers merchandise needs directly from the team. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, the Steelers Blitz, our final segment here on a Saturday before we hand things off to Chris Carter and Adam Crowley as our coverage continues. Practice is over in front of us. Still a couple last stragglers out there, maybe getting some extra work, doing some extra drills, but practice all over from the official capacity. Mike Tomlin meeting with members of the media across the way from us. You know that the crowd man and Mr. Carter will have the audio for you as they break down and round up everything on the Steelers Roundup here in just about 20 minutes or so. But before we get to the Roundup, we got to get to these tweets, Arthur Motes. Rod tweets us and says, does anyone else think GM Kevin Colbert is having a hell of an offseason? I didn't have much. I didn't have high expectations for this team before training camp, but now the sky really is the limit, to quote Melvin Ingram. It, it has, you know, we, we talk about this. There's a, a lot of people, I think, panic sometimes. They think the Steelers are resting on their laurels and sitting back. Kevin Colbert has been very aggressive, especially by his original standards. These last few seasons, Motsi, and I, I do, I, I think some of the business that the Steelers have done, you know, getting guys like Trey Turner and Melvin Ingram, high pedigree football players um, for, for very team-friendly deals, cost-effective deals in free agency, and then being able to acquire a guy like Joe Schobert who fits a need for only a sixth-round pick. Uh, I, I do I do agree with Rod. Kevin Colbert is, is having himself a nice offseason. Yeah, man, I would definitely agree with that. Um, Kevin has been patient. Yeah, that's you a know, good way to put it. He's been super patient. When everybody else was out, buy, buy, buy on all these different free agents, guys that necessarily didn't fit, but more so because of the names, he sat back and he waited. Sat back, he waited. He was calculated with it. Now, we might not agree with every single move in terms of the position groups that he targeted, but he was very intentional with the position groups that he targeted. O-line. We knew that we wanted to upgrade it. Now, it might not have been with the piece that we wanted in terms of would you rather upgrade it a tackle or a center, but either way, you bring in a former pro bowler in Trey Turner mm -hmm. and a guy that has experience in Joe Haig. Yes. When you talk about going on to the, the, the defensive side of the ball and you bring in a guy like Melvin Ingram, now you bust this trade for Joe Schobert, those are significant moves that hit your target groups because we talked about before we got to this point in training camp or even before training camp started. Okay, outside linebacker, that third rusher, and finding another inside linebacker once Vince retired. We talked about the different ways they could have went about doing it and the different names they could have done it, but I do think that them being patient has got them the right people. And they're at least – when I say the right people, I say that with this context on it right in the sense of we evaluated the guys here and they got a fair shake at it. Spillane had all of those first yeah. couple weeks of training camp it's true. to essentially that first preseason game to quiet that to, to quiet any noise, any doubt. He didn't do that, so they made that move and it was according. You know what I mean? It, it made sense and that's why I say they got the right people because they can legitimately say to themselves, hey, we gave Spillane that opportunity we weren't sold. And I'm fine with that. I'm completely fine with that. And I just think that as a whole, as long as they keep doing it like that, man, it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. I think that's well said. I, I, I do, and I and I agree with you. It's it, it's hard, uh, like Rod said, it's hard not to uh, to have higher expecti expectations for this team now than, than maybe we even did a, a month or so ago, too. But I, I would think. ask you, what was the expectations a month ago? 
the expectations a month ago for me was that I expected this team to. It's no not, longer Super Bowl, right? To not have this, to not have this, the win percentage that they had at last last season. Mm-hmm. I I don't I I wouldn't say that the, if I'm being realistic, I do not expect this team to win a Super Bowl. But I am I am more confident in their abil- abilities to be a true contender now than I was in May. I I do think maybe I'm. I don't know. I guess I could argue this either way because in May we were talking a lot about, um, you know, optimism around certain things like, hey, David DeCastro is going to be much better this year, and now he's gone, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think there are like we can't just sit here with all sunshine and rainbows and act like there but, haven't but been any like concerns or not here. Well, it is very nice. I he's mean, look at it. Some very light clouds in the sky on a beautiful Saturday pit, here. Pit, what they call it? Picturesque. Picturesque. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Um, but I. I still feel like this is a team that should make the playoffs. I still feel like this is a team that, if they can run, if the offensive line is is if they Mozi, if they can have a run game that isn't dead last in the National Football League, mm-hmm. if they can be around 15, like you said, just don't be dead last. Instead of 32, if they can be around 15, give or take a spot or two, and this defense stays healthy, this team is is going to be in the conversation. They are going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have a chance to to win playoff games and to and to maybe even. Uh, win multiple playoff games. And wouldn't we all love that? Um, the AFC is, I think, very good, too. That is part yeah. of this equation as well. The Bills, the Chiefs, as much as it pains me to say, the Browns feel like a good football team. We know what the Ravens have been, and that's a playoff team for three straight years now. Uh, I'm not talking about the Miami Dolphins, who could be much better. We're not or talking the about Chargers. The, or the Chargers, who could be much better. Or the Patriots, who could be much better. The AFC feels loaded right now. Um, but I do. I think the roster is more well-rounded. Maybe that's the best way to put it. I do feel the ro- roster is more well-rounded now than it was in, in May or June. No, I, I agree with that as well, man. I do think that's the case. It's just, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It is. I mean, because it, with, I, it always is, baby. Well, I'm and excited. The thing is, with these pieces that we've gotten, now some of them we've had a chance to see extensive, right? Extensive amount of time with them, and we're comfortable with those guys. But some of these other guys, we haven't got to see as much of them. Now, hopefully that will continue to, you know, trend in the right direction. But that's what's next up for me before we can say whether or not these moves worked out or were yeah, they good yeah. or not. Like, that's that's the next thing because they're going to have to be out there and, and participate exactly. consistently. Yes, 100%. 100%. Me tweets us. Who? Me. Oh, hey now. Westman, Dr. Motes, mm-hmm. happy Saturday, yo. What up, though? Three questions as always. Number one. What's your assessment of the Steelers' rookies so far? I mean, me, that's a pretty loaded question there, buddy. All right, you ready for this? I'm going to give you a Steeler rookie name. You give me a two-sentence assessment for me. Okay? Fair enough. Najee Harris. Really good. Just got to keep improving. Pat Frymuth. Continue to improve with your blocking. Stay clean. We don't like penalties. <laughs> Kendrick Green. Learn your anchor. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. But as a whole, though, I like where he's trending, though. Dan Moore Jr. Trending in the right direction. The aggressiveness is the most impressive thing with his game right now. I I think that's well said. <laughs> I think that's well said. Isaiah Loudermilk. Surprising. Yeah. He is surprising. I liked him on th- – we haven't talked much about him. I liked him on Thursday. Yes. I thought he was aggressive at the point of attack. I thought he looked strong in the run game. Well, on the sack that he had, it reminded me of Cam Hayward yeah. in terms of him running that twist and having his two hands 
focused on that ta- on that offensive lineman's hip. Yes. That is a Cam Hayward coaching point to the cows come home. You got to get your hands on the hip so that way you're behind him when he tries to react to you, and then from there it becomes a two-on-one with you and the other rusher. It was beautiful seeing Isaiah execute that, man. I, like I said, surprising. I, I'm, I'm enjoying watching Me too. him, man. I really am. Me too. And I, like I said, I thought on Thursday night he had a, a profe- uh, an impressive showing as well, too. And, you know, I, feel, I felt bad for Isaiah initially because I thought his foundation was a little bit – it wasn't as favorable for him, similar to Mason, because we traded up to get him. Right. And when we traded up, it wasn't the quote-unquote glamorous pick people weren't as a P or, or it's not like you're trading up in the right, first round. Right. Yeah. And I just felt like the tone in terms of how we reviewed the draft, how people would talk about the players. He was kind of like the, 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 the black mark on that. Agreed. People are like, why are you trading up in a yes. fifth to get a guy in the fifth round? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing him day to day, seeing him in these games, it has definitely been impressive. He's got, dare I say it, Uh-oh. potential. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I'm liking what I'm seeing, though, with his productivity. Same here. Same here. Yes. Quincy Roche. Flashes, but inconsistent. In- in- inconsistent. Very, would, very inconsistent first. right now. Needs more consistency yes. would be my assessment of Quincy Roche. He's flashing. I mean, you talk about getting to the quarterback, mm-hmm. back-to-back mm-hmm. games. It, the speed is there. The rush is there, but inconsistent. Inconsistent in his run support. Yes. Inconsistent in terms of just executing assignments. But when you're young, that's what you get that's, with young players. Younger players later the in the battle. draft, that's yep. what you deal with. You yep. just try to find that balance of, okay, is he athletic enough to make it interesting enough? Is he athletic enough that he can overcome the mental lapses early on? Right. We all go through that. Right. We do. Devin Bush. And every Ryan Shazier. Prime examples. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great athletes, but they struggled mentally early on. But if you're athletic enough, we'll make it interesting enough for you. But that's how I feel about Quincy Roche right now. Just – Interesting. You know, like, like more super inconsistent, yeah. super inconsistent, but he's flashing enough to keep it interesting with him. Trey Norwood. Maybe a similar assessment, honestly. Mm. I like Trey a lot more coming out of game one than I did coming out of game two. I agree with that. And it wasn't just the Quez Watkins touchdown play that people tried to put on Terrell Edmonds for some reason. Once again, some everybody loves hate the players. They love to pin everything I, I'm on just Edmonds. Like, you saying that that – touchdown was because of Edmonds is like saying that touchdown was because of me and U.S. Zero to do with that touchdown, man. Agreed. It was it was one person that that touchdown was a responsible for. A lot of on. people were tweeting about Edmonds. You're it, right. It, it was a lot one of person. A lot of people were showing a lot of people were showing their backside on that one. Yeah, honestly. but I like when they do that because at the same time it just shows their lack of yes. understanding of the game. It does. And when they do that that lets you know that, hey, you don't have to go back and forth with them. They don't really know what they're talking it's, about. It's the, it's, the <laughs> guy, it's the guy that blames every Penguins loss on the goalie, right? It, it, it's that, so I'm like, hey, if you want to put that on Edmonds, go for go it. Go for it. But I can show you're telling you on yourself. every GM, exec, D coordinated position coach will tell you 100% it was one person who was directly was, responsible was for laughing, that play. I was laughing at that too on Thursday <laughs> yeah. night. Uh, last but certainly not least, Presley Harvin the third. I'm super excited, but now I'm intrigued because of how Barry just performed. I, that's the kicker. I, I was excited beforehand in game one. I'm intrigued now because I want to see how can he respond. Can, yeah. Because it's easy to go out. I mean, it's not easy to be the first, but in a sense it is because you don't know what else is out there. You don't know that Barry's going to come out there and put them kicks the way that he did. And 
for Presley. He didn't know he was going to perform the way he did. Right. Now that that's on tape, though, now you got to do similar things. Yes, sir. Once you put him at the one, the one, the two, you oh, man, they even, they even put the forced fumble on you, right? Yeah. You punt the ball so hard that when it bounced it, not, not just bad mechanics in terms of the return, man. No, no, not that. Just the punt was so hard that when it hit the ground and rolled like that, that's why. So when you throw those expectations and you put that on yeah, a player. That's true. How you okay, you did that. Well now when Barry played how he played, how do you respond? Is this pressure gonna be too big for you? First game at home too coming up. Don't forget that. Mm. When that crowd starts cheering for you, because you ain't had the crowd cheer for you just yet. No. Nah. What about when that crowd cheering? How you reacting? And the lights are on. How you handling that? Yeah. Intrigued though. I'm excited Very to see it on Saturday. About him, man. For sure. Heck yeah, I want to see how you how you check out. Let's wrap this thing up here. Uh question number two from me. What's our uh, favorite James Bond actor? Oh, I'm a Daniel Craig guy. Ooh, ooh, ooh that's P a good P question Pierce, there, me. Was it Pierce Brosnan? Uh, yeah, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. He, yep. he was my guy when I was growing up, but I love Daniel Craig. I just think those movies with Daniel were better. Like, I don't know. I thought the acting, I liked the screen uh, in terms of, like, the writing with it. And I just love, I mean, anytime you get the Dia de Dos Muertos scene in any 007 movie, I'm going to be a big fan of that, and we got that with Daniel Craig. I mean, my guy Mozi isn't even going to give a shout to Sean Connery. Well, you know, oh, yes. That's actually my country, man, because, you know, I'm part Scottish. I'm James Bond, yes. Yeah, but see, that's the thing is when you're a part of that same bloodline, when you're a part of that same, like, Scottish heritage, you don't have to have, you don't have to say It's like that's an Irish say, oh, what about Connor? It's like, bro, I'm Irish. I don't have to holler about Connor. You know I like Connor. Like, come on, man. <laughs> you guys uh, hanging out with William Wallace. You know, uh, uh, I'm Scottish. It's I'm Irish. It's Pierce yeah. Brosnan for me for one reason and one reason alone because mm -hmm. he was on the cover of Goldeneye. He was on the front of Goldeneye. Fair so enough. for me, he's James yeah. Bond because to me, I when I first think James Bond, I think the 64 video yeah, game, Goldeneye. not the movies. Yeah. Uh, last one here from me. Let's talk nachos. I just made barbecue chicken nachos. Construct your ideal nachos. I'm always conflicted with nachos because part of me says, okay, is it nachos if it's just nacho and cheese, or is it nacho yeah. and salsa, or does it have to have a protein? Well, hey, that's why he's saying construct yeah. construct them for me. I I wow. like some kind of like I like a like chorizo or barbacoa for a meat. You know, like something that has a little spice to mm -hmm. it. Some sour cream, some salsa, some guac. Right, like you got to have that that holy trio right there. Mm -hmm. A um, couple different kinds of cheese, some jalapenos on the you, side, you know, obviously. You know what you sound like you describing right now? What am I describing? Just a burrito that you eat with cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's how, oh, okay. that's how I want. That's how I want. That's how I want my nachos. <laughs> That'll do it for today. Thanks to uh, Chris Carter for joining us. Everybody who tweeted, you got Chris Carter and Adam Crowley coming up next, and also a shout to my co-host Motsi and to Jacob back at the ranch for keeping us on air and sounding crisp. Take care, everybody. We will uh, – our coverage, I should say, continues with Carter, Carter and Crowley, the Steelers Roundup, next. It's training camp coverage 2021 on SNR.